0: Welcome to the Mission Guys podcast, where we talk about anything related to leading transformation in the church. I'm Nick Jorgensen.
1: And I'm Rick Pop. We are missionaries at Acts 29, and as always, it's our hope that we can help you as church leaders, as leadership teams, as leaders of families and leadership practitioners to more effectively mobilize the
0: church to achieve her mission. Today's topic, brother, is one of the most powerful and underutilized opportunities for leaders in the church who are seeking real-time transformation to take place today? We're talking about celebrating and honoring one another, the progress of the journey we're on or in. And um, this 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 is for families. This is for you know secular work environments. Leaders in the church can do that. And this is especially true for dioceses and parishes and schools. And this comes right out of the heart of Scripture, Romans twelve nine, where Paul tells us to outdo one another in showing honor. And so today. We're going to break that open for you so that it becomes very practical. How do we show honor to one another? And how do we get away from the superficial culture that we typically exist in? But with that, we need to open in prayer. So let's do it, Rick. Sounds good, Nick. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for the gift of leadership that you've called us to have influence over others. For every leader who listens right now, Father, we just pray that you will inspire them and guide them in this conversation to feel the conviction in their own hearts that they have the power to change lives by honoring their brothers and their sisters, who they work with, who they live with. And so, King Jesus, we ask you in a particular way to give us uh, encouragement, even as we listen to this, so that by remembering that you encourage us every day, that we can Encourage others, honor others. So come, Holy Spirit, guide our conversation. Help us to teach and share in a way that helps others to really walk away with practical understanding and know how to really build a culture of honor in the church. To lead the world, we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Father, you, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Thanks,
1: Nick. Yeah, you know we we've had a good discussion recently about this topic. I'm excited about it as well. We know we're not alone in finding ourselves in a in a state of busy, and it's not bad. We, you know, we're we're excited about our mission. Uh, for those of us who've been blessed to be able to be doing some work that we think is what the Lord has called us to do, and yet we get in this state where it's there, there's never enough time. You know, there's always something more to do. We knock out one project, we're on to the next project. Uh, whether we're really successful in something or whether we didn't do so well, it's the same thing. You just, you move on to the next thing. Uh, we sometimes call it the tyranny of the urgent. There's always something that needs to be done. And and yet we've had some recent experiences. And so as most of the things we talk about, we struggle with it as probably most of you do out there listening to this podcast. And this is a good one. This is so powerful. We've had some recent experiences where we've stepped back to honor milestones, to honor progress. We've taken, we've taken a time, some time to step back and honor some individuals to just contemplate and think about what God has done through us and in us in honoring a teammate. Um, and so perhaps this episode is a reminder for us. These are the types of things, as Nick mentioned in the intro, that yeah we know we should celebrate yes we know we should honor but there's just so much more things that we have to do but hopefully this episode can be that that stimulus maybe that prod to stop to step back as a leader as a leadership team especially as a family on mission because to take it further from being a staff To go from even being a highly effective team to a family on mission, which is what we believe needs to happen for transformation in the church, we have to go into this mode even more to honor people, to love people. It's one of the most powerful aspects of leadership that will enable you as leaders to move that needle from being a staff to even beyond a healthy team into being a family on mission. So with that let's get into it Nick uh, what do we what do we even mean when we're talking about honoring and, and celebrating
0: I think this is one of those points where it's it is um, there's such a simple definition, but simple is beautiful and so I attribute this definition of honor to Father John Ricardo he might attribute it somewhere else but Father John our very dear friend um, he he said something like this very simply he said showing honor." is simply pulling the good out of someone, something that's good in them and holding it up for everyone to see. And he went on to talk about how you know, most of us, and I think this is true, I, I believe this, most of us walk around really struggling to believe that there's, there's much value in our lives. Like we're not very good. We just don't bring a lot of good to other people or we're, we have a lot of insecurities in the world. And so we, we struggle to even see good in ourselves. So to, to honor someone, is to take the good out of them and hold it up. And that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to do in someone's life. Romans twelve nine nine references earlier, Romans 12, nine, God tells us through St. Paul, he says to outdo one another in showing honor. Another way to say that would be to esteem others as more highly than yourself. And so we're going to talk about some very specific ways to do this. And, um, Another, another thing to consider is that this is honoring someone is very meaningful. So you think about what we're, what we usually experience in life, some, some niceties, maybe some shallower comments, um, versus, you know, deep kind of impact statements, you know, that, that that are attributes of someone's character, who they are as a person. So to illustrate this, you could say, Hey, you got a great jump shot. Nice job, son. You have a great jump shot. Or, Man, you know, your hair is beautiful. You just have such great hair. Well, you don't really do a whole lot to have great hair. Sure, you can do – I'm sure I'm sure someone would argue with me that you can do a lot to have great hair. But in general, like I don't have a choice that my hair is leaving my head right now as we speak. Amen, you know, brother. So hey. I don't, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a character, right? I, I can't – you can't affirm my, my hair and it means something for me or my jump shot. But what's very meaningful is to say, Wow. I admire this quality in your life. You know, you're you you have you've developed such a habit of a of a morning routine, Rick. And I really admire that about you. You know, or wow, you know your commitment to prayer. You know, that's beautiful. Or the way you pray, or perhaps, you know, gosh, you, you have such an attention to detail. You you just see the room so well. You're serving people all the time. I just really admire that about you. Deeper comments, vulnerable comments. You know, the impact someone's made on your life. That's what we're talking about here is these 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 much deeper things that would really show honor to someone, the good in them.
1: So we have three examples that we'd like to share with you all. Uh, Some are individual honoring and and some are more group honoring. So one of the experiences that we've just completed, has just been a blessing for for Nick and me we call it the Institute for Apostolic Leadership. And it was uh, our first attempt, a pilot, and it, it really worked well. What, in a nutshell, what it was is we had um, four pastors of four different parishes and then their respective leadership teams. And we met with them over an eight month period, about a week at a time. So we had four weeks scattered throughout this eight month period. And the last session was was a few weeks back and the night before the final morning, uh, we had this idea to, to just step back and honor the progress. And so Nick and I decided to do a toast. And it was it was a simple toast. After dinner, we had everybody had a drink and, and we kicked it off and started with a toast to say that we honored them first. for they were just a fan, they are a fantastic group of leaders in the church. And just to be able to thank them for their engagement, their total commitment to the process, their growth, and just taking the time to observe and mention some of the growth that we witnessed. It was, it was tremendous. And and we, as I said, in the intro, we get so bogged down at times that the work isn't over. We're not perfect. They aren't perfect. And yet if you stop and think about where they were on day one, and we acknowledge some of the evidence of growth that through this eight month period, and, and for some, it was transformational in their leadership. And so this simple toast to acknowledge, I kicked it off, and then Nick said some things. And then we opened it up in person after person after person. Some of the toasts were funny. Some were really sincere. Some were super spiritual. Others were <clears throat> very simple. And it was just a way to stop
0: and recognize. And we just had fun with it. Hey, Nick. It was a great time. And it it was, it was both playful and serious all at the same time. It was, you know, we would use the words authentically human. It just really felt so human to to have silly things out there, to have sincere things, but to watch the dynamic in the room during this toast where, you know, you, uh, you might deliver a funny one and then you go really deep that caught on. So we had this, the relationship in the room was such that that caught on immediately And people were honoring one another. Even people who didn't know each other that well, but just saw each other across the room throughout this entire process, were able to just have admiration and genuine care and love to say, wow, that thing that you've been doing, I've been watching you from a distance. Thank you for that. I mean, there were tears in the room. There was laughter in the room. And afterwards, people lingered. They didn't want to leave because they wanted to keep having this beautiful dialogue and conversation, stay in this moment.
1: And then the next morning was our final morning or really it was right after lunch. So our final half day, if you will. And what we always do is what we call an honorable close. And, you know, we we took this, I took this from a friend of mine who's one of the best facilitators I've, I've ever known. And the honorable close is simple. It's at the very end of whatever session you have. And the only rule is that the leader goes last and there's no time commitment. There's no time requirement. The only requirement is that everybody says something and they could say whatever they want. And we'd say, this is your closing. You as a leadership team or you as a group of people, you don't always get a chance to be together like this. You just went through an experience together. What else do you have to say to anybody? And again, as Nick mentioned, it just goes. It just, it's a life of its own. There's no particular order. When people are ready to go, they go and they honor each other or they'll honor the process or they'll honor the fact that they've been there. Or they'll just simply thank the Lord. I shouldn't say just. They will thank the Lord. And, uh, and at the very end, that leader closes. And uh, as Nick mentioned also on the toast, there's tears very often. There's joy. There's appreciation. There's gratitude. And it's simple. That's it. You go around the room and say, what else do you have to say to each other? So this
0: honorable closure moment you know, we, we kind of do this, if you want to call it exercise fairly often with groups, and it always proves to be helpful. It's, it's most helpful when people have enough space and time to be vulnerable and to really share and enter that kind of moment and say, this is what, this is what is on my mind and heart. You know, this is what God's doing. This is what I'm seeing. And, and to have this attitude of gratitude um, is, is makes all the difference. So honorable closure, Rick does a great job team that up, and yet it's a tool anyone, any leader can use. Another example recently, uh, we were with a leadership team from a diocese, and uh, we were in the middle of a two-day offsite, and as we m- got to the evening session with evening prayer and the meal mealtime, um, we discovered that the leader of this team had recently had an anniversary and a birthday, and we were smack dab in the middle of those two events. And so we somehow landed on this conversation. I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit. It clearly was afterwards. Uh, We landed on this conversation about showing honor and building a culture of honor, building a culture where we really celebrate the great things God's doing as a part of building culture and building transformation. And so as that conversation took place and we ended up at the dinner table, um, we entered into that exact moment. So the leader we had this anniversary and birthday. We just took the time at the end of our meal to say, "Let's let's take this. Let's do what we just talked about. Let's take a moment to honor this leader." And so we took turns, went around the table one by one. People went as they felt compelled, but everybody went, and they really shared things of that this leader has done that have impacted their life deeply. It was a very vulnerable, genuine sharing. People were sharing truth about this person, their character, their gifts, their courage things they admired about their life and their ministry and their mission. And by the time that conversation was all done, um, I don't think, Rick, there was a dry eye in the room. No. And uh, it's not about tears, but tears definitely show impact. And that that moment was so powerful for everyone individually, the team collectively, and then that particular leader getting honored the next day just, just mentioned, like, I don't have words to describe what just happened last night. That's real transformation right there.
1: I think it's worth noting, too, that the leader in this case is a bishop. And so often these bishops are alone because of their position of power. There's an authority bias that we are sometimes somewhat afraid to be real open and vulnerable and complimentary, uh, or it's superficial. Uh, there, there's authority bias. There's clergy bias. There's just the fact that, wow, this is a bishop. And you know, they they just don't often get, and and they're not alone. Leaders often, they say it's lonely at the top, and that happens. So it was a beautiful moment. and, um, And I think, Nick, as you mentioned, you know, these are the types of things that don't take a lot of prep. And when they're authentic, they are powerful.
0: Rick, as you said that, it made me think, in the church, especially, there's this, you know, idea, which is true, that like, holiness is humble, and not attention seeking. And so if we had said to this leader ahead of time, you know, having not, had this common experience before it's collective experience before, Hey, this is what we're going to do tonight. There would have been a strong resistance to do it out of humility, but to do it spontaneously like that in this unique particular circumstance allowed for it to be, you know, uh, this leader who's so humble, such a great man to, to break past that. And then he was so humble. He could receive it. He received everything people were saying and he received it in love and the spirit of the Lord. And that's also what allowed it to be so transformative. Yeah.
1: You're right. We're going to talk more about that a little bit later. Hey, let me go. Third example is a personal example. I just uh, had a recent reunion of my family, my brother and his family, my sister and her family and my brother who has passed. Um, he His kids came up and just wonderful. My dad and mom are still around. Thanks be to God. And so we we just had a great get together. And my brother is is turning 60 in a couple months. And so we just took that as the surprise opportunity to honor him and have a surprise birthday party. And part of it was, it was a surprise that we had the balloons and all this. And then, and then we sat around and, and just said, let's tell stories of Uncle Bill or my brother. And, uh, and so some stories were being shared and they were honoring stories. And his son told a simple story that, you know, again, was just so powerful. And he told a story about simply playing a video game when he was a kid. And his dad was watching him play a video game. It's one of these older versions of a video hockey game. And he was losing to the computer. He's playing the computer, and he's down 1-0. Then he's down 2-0. And there's a few minutes left in the game, and he goes down 3-0. And he turns off the computer, and he just he, he shuts it down. And his dad looks at him and says, what are you doing? He said, Oh, I'm not gonna win. And and he said, he said, you never know what's gonna happen. You you never you're never out of it. You do not know what can happen in those few minutes. I never want to see you do that again. You know, he said, never, never quit again. You go until it's so. over. You never know what's gonna happen. And he said, That changed my life. And for him to remember that, now this kid went on to be a super baseball player, a fantastic student, you know, ended up going to Cambridge and got a master's degree in London. And, you know, just is one of these all around individuals. But for him to remember that as being one of the most powerful game changers and life changers for that, it honored my brother. And I'm getting choked up telling the story, but it honored my brother. And and it was so great, you know, and it was so simple, so that's what we're talking about. These are the experiences we've had recently. That you just take that time.
0: Uh, the family example is beautiful in a particular way because so many of us come from busted-up backgrounds, and uh, we go through times in life. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's pretty true that we're like, there was nothing good about the way I grew up. Now, to be sure, your brother's a good dad, and um, your nephew is a good son, but. Even beyond that, you know, there's always pain in relationships, especially family relationships. And to be able to get past that pain, whatever it might be in life, and to honor something. I mean, that's just beautiful. What a beautiful story. Thanks for sharing it. So we want to get into some of the how. How do we do this work? Like, what does it look like to do this? We want to make it really practical and concrete for you. So consider a meal. A meal is a great setting to be able to honor people honor progress on a journey, whatever it might be you're going to honor, whatever the Lord is inviting you to honor. It could be over drinks. You could do a toast. And, you know, most of us have been around pretty poor toasts. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about this. It doesn't have to be super serious and, you know, hear, hear and cheers every time, but just, you know, a moment, a moment to honor. Uh, and and when you do this, especially in a church environment, even if you're in a secular environment, you can do it in your own quiet space, but, In a church environment, a Christian setting, take a moment to think, to reflect, to specifically pray, because God is always honoring his children, even if we don't hear it. But he wants to use us to honor one another. That's how he wants to honor our brothers and sisters. And so, God, Father, what are you saying about this friend of mine, this coworker of mine, this son or daughter of mine, my mom or dad? Lord, show me, what do you want to honor in them? It might be a story from Life Impact like Rick just shared. It might be something you see in them every day or once in a while. It could just be one moment, but ask the Lord. It will be better. I promise what you say will be better if you ask Jesus to share with you what he wants to say to them.
1: Often when we um, are going to be kind of put on stage or it's our turn to honor somebody or make a toast, we get too focused on self, we think about, oh, I hope I come off well. I hope I impress people, and this is where it, it takes even further prayer. It's Lord, help me have that humility. Help me, help me to uh, desire to be less, and that this person becomes more. And so, this double prayer: one is just pray for humility, and 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 pray mm-hmm. that pride doesn't prevent you from just going for it. I'm just saying, here's why I honor this person. And that focus, it's less on me. It's more on, Lord, what are you saying? What do you see in this person? As Nick said, help me see with your eyes. What is good in this person? Just pause. Take some time. And once once it comes to you, then share it. And, and make sure you have space. When we're talking about how you do this, generally, you can't be rushed. Now, this isn't talking about a quick compliment for somebody. This is talking about intentional time. Of course, quick compliments are good. And if I had hair, yes, I'd like people to say you have nice hair. But we're talking about this deeper, deeper dive and taking the time to be intentional about it. Help me see with your eyes what's really good in this person.
0: And this is also true for not feeling it. So you might be a boss, a coworker, a colleague, family member, whatever the relationship context is, the social context is, you might not you know, kind of quote, unquote, feel it, you might emotionally not feel like doing this, you might look at this person and go, they really upset me and hurt me yesterday, or we're going through a tough time. Regardless, do it. The Lord's doing it. So you can do it. The Lord has something good to say about them. And so you can you can, you know, speak on his behalf. You don't have to be feeling it for it to go well. Uh, just just get out of your get out of yourself get out of your insecurity get out of your hurt for a moment and just think okay you know what even though mike's really hurt me lately this thing about mike is so good it's so wonderful it's so beautiful i'm gonna go for it so just just really want to encourage you it's not about how you feel rick just said it's not about you it's about them it's about what god's done and is doing in their life and then just to add into this this giving it context and especially with this whole you know notion of not feeling it, Romans two four, God tells us through St. Paul, do you not know it is the kindness of God that brings about repentance? And so sometimes we're not feeling it, and we're like, man, I just I want Mike to get it right now, <laughs> or we're like, I, I need I need to correct him. Remember, Scripture says it is the kindness of God, and so when someone really gets honored, it's even more so. In like a social setting, a team setting, multiple persons in a row, they are moved. They're moved by the kindness to want to be better, to want to love you back, to want to grow. And so let there be no doubt that kindness first will bring about more change and transformation. Even if later you're having to say something that's a hard truth. I just, I just really want to hold that up. God tells us his kindness brings about repentance.
1: And just as we talked about, it's hard at times to recognize progress on a team, on a mission, or if you're doing home projects, you know, one project's done, you're on the next one. It, it's hard to stop and recognize because there's still so much to do. It's the same with individuals. You know, we look at an individual, we look at ourselves. Sometimes we're harshest with ourselves. And, you know, we, we, we look at the things we're not doing. You know we have this tendency to scan for incompetence, you know we look for what isn't working or the issues in a person, and it's hard sometimes to pause and recognize the good that's in there so in so in giving, we don't want to make stuff up. you know we don't want to be too influenced because we're not feeling it we're're we're, we're asking the Lord so as we give honor to situations, to progress, we give honor to individuals, we're looking for that good we're we're being intentional about it. We want to make sure there's time to do it. You know, again, if we're doing more of these intentional, we're going to really honor a situation. You don't want to be rushed, so you make sure you schedule it. So now let's slip to the receiving end. So if, in fact, we are the recipient of honor, um, it's so important to even consider that what these colleagues are saying to me, what this family is saying to me, is actually the Lord speaking through them. And therefore be able to accept it graciously, to truly allow yourself to feel loved, to be appreciated. A simple thank you. And yeah, if you get choked up, let it fly. I mean, if that's the way you feel in receiving honor, then receive it. It's it's the Lord working through you. In summary on the how, It's the venue, be it a meal, be it a, be it a meeting, be it a a targeted uh, recognition event Um, in giving genuine feedback in making it less about me and all about him or them receiving graciously. Let's shift now to when do you do this? Um, As we mentioned earlier, you know, Recognizing progress versus completion is often critical. The missions we're on in parishes and dioceses, apostolates and schools, you can get caught up into never being done. So never recognizing. And and so we use a, a passage in Luke 10 where Jesus is rejoicing at the 70, the disciples that went out, that went and did the work. And Jesus rejoicing as they come back. Is the mission done? No, the mission just started. It was like the first major push. Jesus knows what's going to happen still. He knows what's going to happen to him. He knows what's going to happen to everybody. He knows what's what's happening in the future that we don't even know. And yet he rejoices and they celebrate. And so when we're talking about when, it's 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 again stepping back. Is it now time to acknowledge significant progress? Is it now time to acknowledge how we're behaving? So it's as much how we're doing it as it is what we're getting done. You may take some time and as a leader recognize, I just want to take some time and acknowledge how we have productive conflict. I want to acknowledge the trust that we've built in our team. I want to acknowledge how we hold each other and selves accountable. I want to acknowledge that we're beginning to see a shift in the results that we're getting. Or I want to acknowledge the commitment that we have for the mission and for each other. So it's not always, Oh, we hit a milestone in achieving things. It could be, and it could be acknowledging how healthy we are in becoming more than a staff, even more than a team, becoming a family on mission.
0: It's so important that we're able to actually say there is, there's been some progress that's worth, that is worth celebrating here because there is that, especially in mission, as Rick was saying, when we look at the work of the parish, we look at the times we're living in the transition from Christendom to apostolic mission, there is so much to do. And if we, and if we have a vision, a big vision for what it might look like, you know, in its kind of end state, we can get paralyzed in the in-between, never really taking the time to acknowledge God's great work in our people and our team's in our in our parishes or diocese there's also natural times you know to answer this question of when do we do this there's there's anniversaries birthdays life events there, there's 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 all kinds of occasions we could look for and easily find to have a time to honor someone in particular and this is true even if again we're not perfect we're never perfect we're always on the journey but looking for those times where you're going to say, "Okay, I'm," it's we're, we're 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 long past due to celebrate this person or this 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 unique anniversary. You know, it could be work anniversaries, could be, you know, uh, vocational anniversaries. Um, just but just step back and think about it. You know, when when there might be a natural time, natural event to go ahead and do that. When we look at scripture, there's plenty of opportunity to find places where god is celebrating things he's honoring things moments in people's lives even when it seems like man i don't know if that's really worth celebrating so think about the prodigal son the prodigal son story you have we all know it really well i'm sure who are listening but you know we have a son who basically says father i wish you were dead to me takes his inheritance runs away squanders everything finds himself in the pits of life and comes back to repent to his father Now, we could look at that and say, you know, like, probably I would want to respond to my own kid. I would be like, hey, about time you showed up here, you know, and I would give him a talking to. But that's not God's disposition. He celebrates the return, the repentance, the shift back to him. And so much in the same way, we can say to our own groups of people, our own cultures in our churches and our families, we're going to celebrate even repentance, we're going to celebrate even things that don't necessarily look like they're worth celebrating because of what happened, but because we see the good in it. You know, it's not, this isn't trying to tell you what to do. It's trying to help you learn how to think as a leader right now. How can I think about celebrating, honoring, and building this culture? And what are the things that are really worth celebrating from a kingdom perspective versus just a worldly perspective?
1: Man, the prodigal son is such a convicting story for me you know, having adult sons and, and, you know, I guarantee I would have been focused on all the problems. I mean, I certainly would have been happy that he came back for sure, but I guarantee I would have been, I wouldn't be having a <laughs> feast. I'll tell you, it would have been long discussions. And so that, that's a beautiful story. Um, and it's a, you know, that both. This, moment, you would say. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so- you know, and, and so that's both on that giving and receiving mindset. Um, I read an article this morning, Nick, about Evander Holifield, the boxer. And you remember back when Evander Holifield was fighting Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson was going through a crazy part of his life. And so Mike Tyson bites Evander Holifield's ear and, and <laughs> bit part of it off. It was crazy. Remember that. I mean, everyone knows that story. And, but the article was fascinating yeah, because you were asking, Evander Holfield about it, and said, "Did did Mike ever apologize for that?" And in in the article, basically, Evander Holifield said, "Yeah, he 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 didn't apologize right away, but since then he's apologized, and I've forgiven him. He's one of my best friends. We're very close friends." And then he said something that was fascinating. First of all, I just, he said, I've forgiven him. He said, but he hasn't forgiven himself. You know, he, he doesn't think he's a good man because of what he did. And and I've forgiven him. He's a good man. And I was like, wow, that was really something. And, you know, it just made me reflect on it. And, and then you and I talked about it. And and we thought about Luke 5, uh, in, in chapter 15, verse 7 about the fact that there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 who are righteous. And and that is a big part of this topic, I think, as well, is that to honor him, like Holyfield honored Mike Tyson in the interview. He said, he's a good man. And did he have to look at his problems and things he did? He said, no, he's a good man. I've forgiven him. And then on that receiving end, it's like, we've got to forgive ourselves. We all have that. Maybe we didn't bite off someone's ear, perhaps. But we've got our own version of doing stuff that we regret. And the Lord has forgiven us if we've asked for it. And yet we still let it hang on. And it's it's okay to remember some things so that we, you know, be better. And yet we got to recognize that we're forgiven and accept. I thought there was a great timing that 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 came up this morning.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's it's touching to think about two competitors in the ring, this this really terrible, horrible thing that happens, and other great friends, and a friend is honoring a friend in the public square about it. That's a beautiful thing, and and um, I, I pray, I really mean this sincerely. I pray, I pray, Mike Tyson reads or hears about that article. And the yeah. brother said about him and can find even more grace to, to forgive himself and to, and to move on. I mean, that's the goal of honoring. It's like I want to even by honoring you, I want to move you to truth about who you are because you were made in the image and likeness of God. It's, it's this whole movement of grace to bring transformation to someone's life. So thanks for sharing it, brother. You know,
1: That's why even doing this exercise in a church setting, in a faith-based setting, it's infinitely more powerful because you're inviting the Holy Spirit in. Certainly, this kind of thing works in a secular world. It'll help businesses. You'll get a better team. But truly to become a mission, a missional family, it to and then we keep, we throw the word transformational around. It's 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 a big word and it's an important word, and but we mean it. That's why we're doing this podcast. It's it's not enough to be a staff.
0: I love it. This this actually just makes me want to honor you, brother. So, in light of the topic today, I sincerely want to say to you, like you are. Absolutely, one of the most sincere people I've ever met. Your sincerity, like even when we prepare for a, something as simple and yet as important as like this podcast episode, you're so sincere about being excellent and authentic for the sake of the mission of Jesus Christ. And you carry that into you know what looks like the the work of mission. You carry that when to when you're being playful. Your sincerity. And, and honesty and encouragement for people truly is is not something you wear on your sleeve to look good. It's just who you are. And I think that is one of the things that in our ministry settings together um, really moves people into a relationship with you. And then as they continue to experience it from you, it makes them admire you and want to be great like you are great. So thanks, brother, for being who you are. Thank you, Nick. I really appreciate it. So with that, let's let's get in the mission challenge, yeah? Yes. Mission challenge today, first, we want to say to you, stop right now. Stop whatever you're doing, unless you're driving on the highway, and just kind of put down your to-do list. Mentally stop and put down your to-do list for a moment. And just say right now, Lord, Jesus, help me see the progress that whatever I'm a part of, family, team, parish, diocese, whatever you're a part of. Lord, help me see the progress that we've made. And then just listen. Listen to what he's saying. Listen to the promptings you're getting in your heart, the thoughts you might be having, the the good things that come to mind. And write them down. Write down what comes to mind. You might even contextualize this more and say, you know what, over the last few months, last year, what are some of the most significant kind of progress moments, things we've seen in whatever community you're thinking about right now? And so maybe you're going to pause this episode and just take a moment of prayer. And then after this stopping and reflecting, we want you to think about people in your life. And so like, who is in my life? Who's in my mission? My work environment? My home? Who's been the most influential on me? Not, not in terms of ranking, but just what is it, what have been moments of impact, moments of influence? And think about who they are and what they've done and write it down. Lord, show me, remind me. That's going to lead into honoring them. And then think about as a part of this mission challenge. So first is stop, reflect with the Lord. Second is who, Lord who, show me who. And now when, when am I going to do this? Third part of the mission challenge. When, what's coming up? Think about the calendar. Think about the opportunities you have, birthdays, anniversaries. Maybe it's, the team you're a part of, the team you lead, maybe it's time for a spontaneous dinner or celebration during the workday. Close the workday, go, you know, uh, have a toast. What might it be? The occasion you can create or take advantage of to have a moment of celebrating and honoring the work that God's done, the progress you've made together, or for a particular person, and to really honor who they are and what 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 they've their impact on your life. So Lord, help us to hear you. This is the prayer. Lord, help us to hear you and honor you in these people, in our mission. So that's the three parts. Stop. Think about the progress. Reflect on that with Jesus. Jesus, who in my life has been so influential lately? And then when am I going to take the time to really honor and celebrate? And then we want to challenge you to make this a habit. So maybe you're a leader who does this really well already. Praise God. Share it with people. Teach them how to do it. Teach your other leaders how to do it. Maybe you're someone who does it once in a while, and it's time to kind of up the ante and do it more. Or maybe this is something you really haven't experienced in your own life. We want to really challenge you to not only have the courage to go for it, the vulnerability to put yourself out there and create the space to do it, but then to do it in a way that's sustainable. Do it in a way that you can make the habit to do this frequently, to really create that culture of honor and celebrate that's true, that's beautiful, that's good, that's of God. And that brings real transformation to people's lives.
1: Love the mission challenge. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, as usual, we thank you for this opportunity, this opportunity to reflect on what you're doing in our lives. and Thank you for these leaders in the church. Thank you for their humility, their docility to continually look to grow to strengthen their relationship with each other and with you, Lord. And today we pray, especially for humility. Lord, we pray that, that taking the time to honor, to celebrate, is not a task. Lord, we pray that it is a desire. Grant us the grace to desire, to honor to desire to celebrate, that in the eyes of the world we decrease and that others increase, driven by you increasing in our lives in directing us and guiding us. Lord, this humility, we pray that others may be loved more than us, Jesus, grant us the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than us. Jesus, grant us the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and we may decrease. Jesus, grant us the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and we set aside. Jesus, grant us the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and we go unnoticed. Jesus, grant us the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to us in everything. Jesus, grant us the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant us the grace to desire it. And Lord, when we are honored, we ask you for the peace, the joy, the docility, the great, the gratitude to accept and the joy of being honored because that honor ultimately comes from you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, that's it for episode 22, Go Honor and Celebrate.